Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 16, titled Oz. No relation to The Wizard of, but not gonna lie, that'd be a pretty cool crossover. Uh... (laughs) I'd watch it. <laughs> Walter gets super high, wakes up in Munkinland or whatever the starting area is called. I can't remember exactly. <laughs> Goes down the yellow brick road. <laughs> Friggin' all the <laughs> Wizard of Oz characters are played by French actors. <laughs> Friggin' uh, Lincoln is the cowardly lion. Olivia Dunham's the Tin Man. <laughs> the Wizard is Broyles. Oh, uh, I need this. I need this in my life. I actually really want this to exist. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Anyway, stupid jokes aside, this is a really good episode. Uh, It's a very, very solid deal. So, we'll start by talking about the more micro, uh, weird thing of the week storyline. Although, there's some pretty big shit macro-wise happening under the surface. This is the start of a really fun arc that I cannot wait to talk about more in depth. So, the hook of this episode is that... There's a robbery that happened. Uh, Some people stole a shit ton of osmium. The densest metal on Earth. No one knows why. And on its own, this is not a fringe case. On its own, this is not entirely weird. Except... One of the robbers got shot and killed and then... Floated up into the sky. Yeah, (laughs) so there's that. Uh, So, we're examining this floating corpse. Uh, Dude's got osmium in his blood, so somehow the densest metal on Earth was injected into this dude and made him float magically. And it shouldn't work, like it's against the laws of physics, but somehow... That managed to be the case. And they're investigating this, they're investigating this, they're investigating this. Eventually, we are able to track this one key card that was on the dude's body to a warehouse. Where this one doctor guy, this one scientist guy, is treating the other robber who is uh, dying a brutal death. Uh, he starts out being nauseous, and starts out, uh, having a headache, and then his eyes start bleeding. And it turns out, whatever the hell this dude is injecting into people, and by the way, of course, it should go without saying, this is the dude behind the robberies and all that. This is the dude pulling the strings. Whatever he's been injecting into these people, 
it's been killing him. And he's been basically testing on people to try and stop the side effects. But they go to this warehouse. This guy gets away after he uh, saws a dude's foot off in an attempted autopsy. And they find not just this guy's body, but a whole shit ton of other bodies. Like a lot of dead people just all around this place. All of them had this osmium treatment. All of them had this floating deal. And there's also a giant pile of discarded wheelchairs out back. And when we identify a few of the corpses, we realize all of them had uh, muscular dystrophy, I think is the name of the ailment. Basically, they were all handicapped. None of them could walk. And so... Whatever this guy is doing, he is basically trying to, basically trying to cure this disease, trying to cure this condition, and trying to make it so that handicapped people are not handicapped anymore. Which, on paper, sounds great, and then you factor in the whole breaking the laws of physics... Unethical human trials, people dying horrible deaths, trying to use his subject to steal the compounds he needs, the elements he needs. Uh, negative, I'd say. (laughs) Uh, to say the least. By the way, I love all the scenes when Walter and Astrid are examining this floating corpse. Just experimenting on this floating corpse, not entirely sure uh, how to deal with this. At one point, apparently, at a certain point, the effect wears off. And then, when that happens, like, the osmium, the natural properties of the osmium sort of take over. And the dude's, like, just flat on the ground and super heavy and just completely impossible to lift so like there's one point where the dude just the the floating deal wears off the dead body hits like a ton of bricks and then they can't lift him off the floor like that's a really that's a really fun moment uh but as we're investigating this dude this dude recruits another unwitting test subject and injects him with the osmium stuff with no regard for whatever side effects or whatever. And it's just like, hey, uh, I need this, uh, I need this element. You wanna steal it for me? And as if this wasn't enough, as if osmium being the densest element ever, somehow making people float wasn't enough breaking of the laws of physics. They eventually figure out that the way to melt down the osmium is to spray it with liquid nitrogen. Literally, the laws of physics on this freaking osmium are so broken that cold temperatures melt it somehow. And they melt it down. They notice there's another substance there. It's mixed with another element. Uh, They figure out that the only place near uh near Boston 
that they can find this other element is uh, this one science museum where there's uh, these asteroids that have it. And so they go there and they uh, inject themselves. Uh, they That's all, folks. Uh, they stop this robbery. They get there, like, literally as these guys are doing the thing. The guy himself actually showed up. The guy himself actually came along this time. And we get this great final confrontation. We get this really, really clever, fun, climactic sequence. Uh, There's one random foot chase of just the guy who's not floating. (laughs) But then the way they handle... The floating guy trying to get away is so, so clever. Basically, they make it so that all the things weighing him down, he just ditches. And then he just tries to get away by floating aimlessly. But of course, if he's not tethered, he's just going to keep floating up into the atmosphere. So he's trying to get away, but also holding on for dear life so he doesn't float into nothingness. And so he kind of screws himself, and Peter now has to save him, and he basically saves him by, like, jumping through the air and tackling him to the ground. Like, it's so cool. It's such a great, like, final confrontation. Such a great climax. I really, really love it. However, this episode, I think, goes from good to great when we get this jail sequence. Uh, Of course, this dude... He did it the entire time for his son, who is also suffering from this uh, condition, who is also handicapped. And there's this great moment when he's in jail and the son shows up and the dude tries to do the whole thing of like, I did it for you. I was trying to help these people. I was trying to fix them. And the kid's like, are you, do you think I'm a problem for you to try and fix? And the dude's like, no, of course not. I just wanted you to be happy. And the kid's like, I was happy. I had a father who loved me. Like, just heartbreaking, heartbreaking stuff of just seeing how misguided this dude was. Of just seeing how far gone he became. How up his own butt he got in his obsession to, like, rid his son of this thing. Rid his son of this disease. Or whatever. And... The son leaves, and then Walter stays behind a bit and is like, okay, look. You completely destroyed the laws of physics here. How the hell did you do it? I need to know. And the dude's like, look, I don't even know, man. It was an accident. I somehow, I I accidentally mixed two of the heaviest elements on Earth and got a compound lighter than air. That shouldn't have worked. It shouldn't have happened. It's... Not something I can even explain. It just sort of happened. And it's at this point Walter figures out that this is not because of anything he did. It's because of the universe slowly destroying itself. This is what we saw happen on the other universe of the laws of physics becoming mere suggestions happening here. Much like what we had a couple episodes ago with the 6B storyline... Uh, That degradation that we saw on the other side is starting to occur on this side. And 
this causes all sorts of alarm bells. Like, in this entire episode, Walters had a really, really great arc of not thinking he's up to the task, not thinking he can do anything, thinking he's failing, he's failing, he's failing, he's failing, he's failing, uh, failing to understand how the machine works, failing to uh, properly fight the alternate universe, failing to understand anything. And... Nina keeps saying, like, no, you're fine, you're fine, you're totally up to this. And then Walter becomes obsessed with this idea that William Bell can be resurrected via these soul magnets. Starts playing with the idea that William Bell can be resurrected by... uh, Because William Bell was researching these soul magnets, was researching the idea of capturing the energy of consciousness after death and all of that into a vessel, a person who he probably injected, like, these microscopic things into in some way. And this is, like, the straw that broke the camel's back and just, like, I need to bring back William Bell. William Bell can do this. William Bell can think in the ways I can't right now. And he barges into Nina's office discovers that the bell that William Bell gave Nina in his will would be the trigger, because the trigger for it would be with someone he trusted. He rings the bell, and he's like, well, if I'm right, whoever uh, William Bell's inside of, wherever William Bell is, he'll find us. At this moment... Peter, who, by the way, Peter and Olivia, they're having a lovely episode where they are a couple and they're doing and they're being lovely together and they're doing like they're just they're just having a nice time. And at this moment, Peter is confessing to Olivia everything he's been doing, the research he's been doing on the side with the machine and with the shapeshifters he murdered. He definitely (laughs) he definitely tells Olivia that, yeah, I killed a bunch of shapeshifters in secret. Sorry. Uh, That definitely comes up in a very subtle way. And while this is happening, William Bell returns inside the body of Olivia Dunham. Yup, Olivia's William Bell now. And by the way, this is the start of seeing Anna Torv's way too good Leonard Nimoy impression. That I I can't wait to have an excuse to watch more of in the next few episodes. Because, my god, Anna Torv is so good in these next few episodes when she's doing her William Bell, when she's doing her Leonard Nimoy impression. She is so freaking great when she's playing William Bell. And I cannot wait to talk about this performance more. It's so good. It's so freaking fantastic. Uh, but yeah, that's where we're at now. In case this show wasn't weird enough for you, now Leonard Nimoy is inside Anna Torv's body. Now William Bell's inside Olivia Dunham's body, and we're dealing with that. That's our new plot line. Hey boy. <laughs> I can't wait to talk about this more. Anyway, uh, if you like this, 
straight to the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcast app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Letterboxd, TomTom4468, almost forgot again, and support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledges a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there every month. Or, if that's not work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 17. Talk to you then.